He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So we had a lot of attendees from all over the world, and we created the same format, different topics. It was about, I mentioned, education, about sustainability, also uh, about loyalty, subscription business model. So we address different kind of topics, and we're getting a really good user base or members who are just following us during those uh, the sessions. And now we also we're going to start with the podcast. Will not be. Uh, uh, as great as you probably or just <laughs> now we're gonna but a different format and we just have to yeah. see just also create this community right you just want to keep informing them because i think you have to learn for, i think you can learn a lot from each other you have to be here in it together so when you can share knowledge why not Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. What's up, all my Slick Talkers? Thank you for tuning into this podcast. I just want to say this episode is brought to you by Bidroom. The whole episode is about what they do and how they're changing the industry into a commission-free spot. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff covered in this episode, but I just want to say they have an event called I Meet Hotel. It's a French edition event that is going virtual. And so I want to give you guys all free tickets. You can use my promo code SLICKTALK dash IMH for a free virtual ticket to this event. If you are in the hotel space, then you need to get into this. This is something that is really changing the industry and how Bidroom is approaching uh, the shift away from commission-based products and OTAs to allowing subscription-based models to really take over and save hoteliers at the end of the day the amounts of hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars in commissions. So go ahead, go use the link in my uh, description below and then use the code SLICKTALK-IMH. He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and today is a awesome guest um, based out in Poland. Well, this is a <laughs> yeah. very global podcast recently, and so um, I'm going to introduce everyone to her, uh, introduce Michael to the show. And so, Michael, welcome on to Slick Talk. Uh, it's been a pleasure to meet you, get to talk to you a little bit, and so I'm ready to just dive in with who you are, what's your background, and what do you do? Thanks for the intro. My name is Michael. I should just mention that I'm the founder and CEO of Bidroom. Started the company a bit more than four years ago. Um, the goal was first to get the hospitality more transparent and more fair. So this is how we all started. And from there, the, the journey started, the roller coaster started. And uh, even though what happened last month now, it's still it's not a roller coaster, but it's a, it's a great journey so far. For sure, no, I, I feel it. Well, let's uh, let's get into a little bit of your background. How did you, um, pretty much, what steps and journey took you to this place of creating Vidroom, and then also just like what what kind of background have you gained throughout the years mm-hmm. with with business and a few other things? Yeah, before Vidroom, I had a different company. It was a travel agency, also online, but it was packaging, so flight hotel transfers. 
Um, completely different business because it was fo focusing completely on transactions. From day one, it went quite okay. So actually we grew the business when we saw there's not much growth potential. Uh, we could sell the company. Also in the right moment, I think, because before when we spoke to many hotels, and that's also how the whole company started. So during this phase, we spoke with, with many hotels out there. And they said, okay, we would like to work with us. We are a tour operator and packaging. He said, yes, because I want to avoid high commissions because it's commission fee. It's like, it's my highest bill every month. I was like, I have to do something with this. So actually when it all come together, I was like building the whole, like the idea and the concept with, uh, with two other founders. Okay, let's, let's build something. And let's see, we'll see what kind of business model we're just adding to it. But let's first build a platform which gives the business back to, to the hotel. So I stopped the other company, could sell it, uh, focus completely on, on beer room. And since then, the, the company and the, the journey started there. Awesome. There. Well, what is Bedroom exactly? How did it start out and what did it evolve into what it is to today? Yeah, well, in the beginning, it was okay. Just make first a booking platform and then make it first of all, don't charge commission. That's actually how we started. It's okay. Just don't do the same like the rest. Don't be another booking.com. So we started a company. I think first two years, we didn't have any monetization. We didn't charge anybody. So let's see what's happening. What is the behavior? How people starting? And then we realized, okay, now we're in, an, in a world. We're in a membership economy where uh, people subscribing heavily on, on services like Spotify, Netflix, or more. Um, so let's, if we can build a sustainable business model is okay we're charging in this case the members so yes we are memberships based platform if we can charge the members a fee but in return we're giving really good value which is financial value upgrades etc could it work so we just of course we had to test and we said okay first it was mostly discounts on hotels then we noticed okay we have to give more than just uh, financial discounts which is also getting adding perks to it so actually from yeah we have all the stages and we constantly we have to add value now I was gonna say for every hotel is different. So how do how did you guys? Um, I, I don't know for the in the sense of each hotel property that you brought on into bedroom. How do you guys, um, you know, work that out with you know upgrades mm -hmm. or what other types of perks and values that you guys bring in? Yeah, yeah, it's it's really time consuming, of course, because there are many hotels out there. Uh, we quite quite some large chain hotels on board already. Then it's easier because you're discussing on global level. But we don't want to only have the chain hotels. We want all the individual hotels because also they need help. So, of course, that's what we say. Okay, if we're building a platform, what is crucial to have zero friction or as less friction as possible for the onboarding. So, what we build a platform which makes it so easy for hotels so they can onboard their hotel within seven minutes and they're online. Uh, as we don't charge them high commissions, there's not long contracts involved, etc. So, we made it much easier for them as well. Also, the way they're giving prices to us, they could say, okay, give me 500 discount on the OTA rate. So we made their life easy. So within seven minutes, they could be active. So that's also how we could scale on a pretty short time with such a big inventory. Mm -hmm. And so with that, um, so the, the hotels don't pay commissions because we all know that's like the biggest, like you said, the biggest bill that hotels or vacation rental or anything has is, is relying on OTA bookings mm -hmm. and then of course paying service fees and, and commissions. So uh, with that, so you guys offer discounts to the members that are paying a subscription but the hotel that is offering the discount does not pay a commission up top. They don't pay a commission. They pay a really small fee, but it's, it's minimal. But it's only when they're reaching a certain threshold of revenue for them, they mm -hmm. kind of pay us a membership fee. It means also that's the fixed fee. Also, when we just overscore and generate 10 times more revenue, we're then going to charge them more. So we just have a small revenue because, of course, we've got some recurring costs of channel managers and connectivity. It's okay, we just only want to deliver you something and something good. 
you pay yeah. as a small fee, but it's, it's, it's minimal. You can't even compare closely to any commission. Yeah. Uh, it's more to compensate some connectivity costs, but our business model is really focusing on these members. Exactly. I was going to say, yeah, I've seen commission bills for one OTA be like 400,000. So I, I think anything else other than a commission-based model would be very significantly less. So I think well, that's, if you uh, think that's, about it, right? If you just yeah. think about it, you're doing as a hotel, you're doing your work, you work, you work really hard to facilitate a great service. And then at the end of the month, you just know from everything you earn, you just 15% or more, it just goes directly to a third party. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's really yeah. a lot. So in this case, I say by not charging high commissions, just give something back to the guests. I think it's fair. So if you're giving five, seven or, or more back to the guests, it's a win-win. Yeah, 100%. Well, I was going to ask you then, what were the big pivot points that helped Bidroom transition into this commission-free model for hoteliers? Like what was, mm -hmm. other, I, I know you said when you started, um, you, you know, hotels were saying this is the big issue is commission, commission. Um, but yeah. what have you, I guess, maybe a pivot point or a uh, result of creating this type of model, what kind of result have you guys seen with um, the hotels and with the traveler like behavior mm -hmm. and all the other stuff that goes into it? Yeah, really in the beginning, we started really as a bidding model to see what is the behavior. And that's also the name Bidroom came from. Uh, but we saw with the hotels, okay, we want, if you want to be on board, just make it a zero friction. Because, of course, we're not uh, giving the volume as a booking from Expedia. But if I have to spend hours in onboarding, I'm not going to do it. So just make it for them so easy. So in seven minutes, okay, take you seven minutes. We can even do it together and you're on board. So this was super important for the, for the phase we're in now. Because if we're making it difficult to onboard, will not mm -hmm. have the, the numbers of hotels uh, on this stage. I think be completely open as well in communication, especially years ago is okay, just we need your support. We want to give you control back, but we also need time. We're not going to deliver you a thousand bookings per day. You just have to be realistic and be, yeah. be open. And there's, of course, there's hotels, okay, yeah, but come back when you deliver those numbers. Of course, always a conversation. If you want your control back, you want to change something, who should, uh, who should join? Should you join directly from the beginning? I think a big important part was around 2017, uh, to be honest, we were just a bit more than two years in the market. Um, when we saw, okay, we won some awards, we just get we get recognized in the industry. They took us serious because many startups, after one year, they're, they're out of business. I would say, okay, you're gonna fight against a company which is worth eighty eighty billion dollar, right? And you're thinking with a few guys just to change the industry. Yeah. Uh, but I think a few years later, when you get the awards, really recognized by the industry, signing up partners like Visa and other ones. Okay, those guys actually may it might make sense. Let's let's give it a try. And then you're getting the first chain hotels on boards. Okay, I give you a better rate than the OTAs and then more follows. But it's yeah, just just keep believing. I think it was super important. We didn't give up in the two, first two years because I think almost everybody business, you're just crazy. Just why? Why yeah. are you doing this? Exactly. <laughs> Especially because it's been going on for so long, right? We've been so used yeah. to I remember uh, a hotelier, uh, the owner of a hotel that I worked for, he, he I was like hey, you know, so-and-so, we're paying so much in commission every month. Like booking.com just got 25 grand and Expedia just got 50 and all this other stuff. And it's like, we're, we're paying out so much in commission. How can we fix this? Like, what can we do yeah. in order to make sure that we're not paying as much? And he's like, oh, it's just the way it's been. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah, no, it's it's, it's no. a crazy no. world. And, and I think it also helps that we never want to compete against the brands, right? If you're yeah, just a brand right. and, and do your best, it's fine. We're not competing on keyword. We don't do keyword buying, et cetera. It's okay. We just want yeah. to take business which goes to the OTAs try to get it to us but if you're doing a great job and they book direct to you keep it like this and that's also exactly. why we don't have a focus on transactions more about creating a relationship 
and people come back to us. But if you have an established relationship or you're always booked for less than years at IHG, go to them directly. It's fine for us. Yeah. So, well, I was going to ask you, um, how, so how did you guys in the beginning and even maybe now, um, with, you know, sc- subscription models being pretty popular for the co- the consumer side, like you said, Netflix, Spotify, Pandora, who knows? Um, how did you guys convince people like travelers and customers that this was a, a, I guess, a new way and exciting way to travel? Like what incentivizes them? Obviously, like you said, you have extra perks and stuff. But mm-hmm. for me, if I'm like, if I normally think of travel, I never think about subscribing to anything and then booking, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's super difficult. I have to admit that, the, especially years ago, when subscription services are less popular, it was even more difficult. And it's still okay. not easy. I think yeah. it's really important that you do this education to explain why. It's okay, yes, you're just paying 29 euro, but on your first booking, the average saving is 34 euro, mm. or around $34. So it's not a big difference. So you actually, in the first booking, you have your money back. And also, of course, the targeting people travel more often also makes sense. And I think it's also, some people join because they want to support the hotel. Some people join because they're saving on their booking. Some people join because of the, uh, of the extra perks. So it's also, of course, from us, it's testing okay, what is the perfect target audience? And it's still, it's a lot of explaining and education because it's not common in the travel industry so far that you're yeah. paying in the subscription fee. It's really new. Yeah. And it's cost us, to be honest, a lot of time, effort, and money to educate people. And still we have to. There's also, we launched some campaign a few weeks ago in Netherlands with some, uh, some commercial TV. It was not about we are the best and we are amazing and best price. We just showed, we just explained who we are and why we're doing this. Yeah. I think that's also still important. And it is also, will take a while. And maybe other verticals, other businesses are more ready for, for subscription models. I think, and also when I know some people in the industry, I think, subscription models will be more become more common in travel yeah that's interesting perspective and i think i i really like that is because um well like totally side note but people always say how can you talk about hospitality so much right mm-hmm. and uh, and uh i always tell them it's an ongoing conversation and it sounds like on your guys' uh, side for bedroom it's an ongoing education so you're always having to educate the new the traveler and especially um hoteliers frankly because they are uh, a little stubborn sometimes they're a little set in their ways you know we've been doing this for 20 30 years why would we change and why would the traveler change but I think mm-hmm. uh, like you said instead of going at it in the perspective of we're the best you should join but in the sense of no this is a new type of generation this is a new uh, way to save and create value and add into the experience and so I think that's pretty unique um, so why do you see this be being a uh, key differentiator in the hotel sector of hospitality? Like why, why? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I I think that we have a more sustainable business model also helps us. Right. And and then I think when you really focus in transactions like others do, they have to keep buying customers and compete. When you say, okay, we want to create a relationship. We want travel lovers uh, stay with their brand. We had a really small churn uh, the last months because we create a relationship with them. I think there's loyalty. I think loyalty is, of course, key in, in, the, in the hotel industry and hospitality. The chains are doing this every day. Uh, I think loyalty is so important. That's what we try to create as well. It's okay. We are trying to be loyal as well to the hotels. Uh, have, every hotel has the same conditions. Every user has the same uh, discounts, et cetera. So I think this loyalty is super important as well. So if you, yeah. 
no, you're you're 100 right. Like you know, there's Marriott Bonvoy and IHG Rewards and all those other things, and they build loyalty through that, which is a great way. And I think um, for independent boutique hotels, they have a lot of, you know, they're not related to a big name or a flag usually, unless they're you know, uh, I guess what's the the, the term uh, kind of like a management company ran property or anything like that. But um, in the sense of you know, it costs a lot of money to, to build those programs it costs a ton. Um, we're talking, you know, like Disney world, when they created their new band bracelet membership, it cost them billions and billions of dollars. And then it wasn't quite right. So they spent more billions of dollars into it after launching it. So it's like, that's a lot of money, but boutique hotels don't have that type of revenue. So I think having a, you know, a model like this, where it's kind of built in, it's like, Hey, you can book with us directly. Or if you're a bid room member you you get discounts and you get all these other perks like as if you are our rewards program uh, mm -hmm. in a sense and you kind of you kind of play that role which is really cool um i was going to ask so when it comes to uh hotel bookings and travel uh what have you guys seen with the shift uh obviously with COVID 19 and new mm -hmm. changes happening so i think for i think i can speak for almost anybody in the hotel and vacation rental sector of um we saw, you know, a huge increase, if not a hundred percent increase of cancellations and, you know, what OTAs yep. did like no re or hundred percent refunds without any, um, you know, backing or, you know, asking the hotel or vacation rental property. Um, so what kind of shifts have you guys seen with this model and with this, um, I don't know, business type that you guys have, like you said, it's less tra transactional, it's more membership based. Mm -hmm. So I can see why probably a lot of people stayed on, but what are some maybe datas and, um, mm -hmm. key indicators you guys seen with this whole COVID-19 effect? Yeah, it's actually, it's interesting to look at back what happened. And I mentioned before, it's okay that the churn was quite low because we created a relationship with them. So it helped us. We have recurring income. So when everything was transaction-based, of course, they had a huge drop in, in, in transactions. And for us, it was really important to create the value also to our members at that time. And yes, you see that a lot of things are changing. The good thing is in our situations that we connect the traveler directly with the hotel, which means the traveler books directly and pays directly to the hotel, uh, normally on the arrival. What means if people uh, canceled or the traveler canceled before the arrival, there was nothing to refund. So the pros went actually from our side pretty smoothly, actually, as you said, okay, we don't charge the guests. We just don't charge the hotel uh, as well, the, the, the commissions. We said, okay, we have a really small fee. We waived completely for all the hotels, the minimal fee that we have or the threshold, waived it completely. So there was nothing to refund. There was nothing that made it quite easy. So we didn't have uh, difficulties around the cancellation. Of course, we felt sorry for the hotels what's happening. That's why it's okay. We're not charging any fees the whole year. Uh, we're not calculating anything. So we don't expect any invoice from us before 20, uh, 2022 even. So we just we don't charge you anything, even though we're generating revenue for you. Uh, we connect them to partners, for example, to new reads and different companies. Okay, you still can generate maybe business with your restaurant. And was really informing them. And I think what we heard also from several hotels, chain hotels in the business, like, we can come out stronger. That's why we said directly with all the shareholders and stakeholders is okay. I said, please just, we keep the team. We built four or five years. We're building on this amazing team that we have. Uh, now is the time for us. You see in, 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 in crises like this, then disruptors, changers, uh, they become successful, right? You saw with Airbnb years ago when there was a crisis, they become successful after. Um, I think this could help us a lot. We have, we have a recurring income. Uh, the churn was actually lower than we, we, we expected also because we just added much more values also outside travel for the members. Um, so yeah, it just, we don't know how long it would take. It's still everybody's guessing and, and the same for us. 
I think for us it's just creating a relationship with the hotels, help them as soon as the business comes back, deliver them as much revenue as possible as well, and keep giving constantly value to the members. I think then you're creating a business model, a sustainable business model, which could be a long-term good work. And I think you see what is happening in the industry with major layoffs and the other mm-hmm. you know, with the competitors. Yeah, okay, they, they, they have to wait as well when their business comes back because they focus on transactions. So it is, I think it's a, a huge shift and I think it could be an accelerator for us, for our business. So we, we could come, even though, of course, I would never want this to happen, but as far as a company, to be honest, we can come out much stronger. Totally agree. Um, I was going to ask, though, kind of with that, um, in a trend format, we've seen a lot of people go into the, like, a lot of travelers or even people that have to work remotely, but they don't want to be stuck at home with their family. They want to go somewhere else and they bring their family with them or whatever. Have you guys seen a big shift in that staycation model of locals staying in their own cities or destinations and experiencing that through Bidroom? Or have you guys seen kind of a, just a very minimal yeah, I see that I, even in our team already. If I see how many people we have, a lot of a lot of international team. Uh, the same for me. I just uh, we dedicate directly in the beginning of March. People can uh, work directly from home. We close the office now. The office is open, but people, if they want to work from there, fine. But you don't have to till the end of the year. Up to you. And you see people. We have people. They say, okay, I'll go back to my family because they're living in Italy. I stay there for a while. Work from there. Fine. We just people went back to to, to Ireland, to Spain, to different places. It was okay. If I, if you want to work from there, it's fine. And actually, we saw an even increase of productivity, etc. So probably we're keeping it for a long time like this. And uh, the same for the travelers. You see a different yeah. behavior. And as of course, we look directly at our inventory. How should we change the inventory? Where do we have to adopt this? And yes, you see that it's people staying longer. The length of stay increased a lot. And uh, you see also, of course, there's different kind of accommodations they're booking. But yes, yeah. for sure, length of stay changed a lot. And, and why not, right? If you, to yeah. be honest, me and I think you and many people listen now to, the, to this uh, podcast, if you work in a different environment, you kind of different energy, it helps you as well. So we're really supporting this. So awesome. I think it'll be a well, new trend as well. Yeah. Yeah, a new trend. And I was going to also say, I think, um, you guys are, like you said, you place yourself in a unique position um, in the sense of building like a rewards or like loyalty program. Um, have you guys, I don't know, seen a lot of hotels look for you as an advocate or any type of like a medium, I guess, to build relationships with local businesses that they can use mm-hmm. to um, provide more value and perks to their to their travelers for like local mm-hmm. stays? Yeah, well, I mentioned we had the biggest hotel growth actually ever. So since March, the numbers of hotels who joined, of course, they had time to revise their agreements with huge yeah. growth. I think it also, they, they're giving more perks, more benefits as well to, to the members. As we were saying, it's a direct booking kind of for them. Um, I think also creating value for the hotel by itself, right? We just inform them, education. We're considering that to give even more education to the hotels, how they can help, how we can help their business. Other partnership we we help with them with nothing we didn't make any money on it we said okay we just want to just want to help you maintain the relationship so as i mentioned we connect them to to for example delivery providers and and more consultancy people just help them and everything is okay we're just not going to charge you anything for it just to help your business so i yeah. think that also helped us in creating a relationship with them and don't be directly try to get every year what they still have or the day they only the last years where they're earning those those difficult months try to get it to your own pocket i think that's not not fair and i think that's not how you creating a long-term relationship with them. 
Yeah. And come on, we're in the hospitality industry, right? So yeah. we're, we're, you, you, that's all, all it's about is friendships and building relationship and the sense of I, I help you. And in and, and the long run, uh, I always talk about like, I have guests that I still talk to from like five years ago that I used to check in all the time. Like, you know, just building a relationship with people and like standing out and recognizing like what they need or what they like or whatever. And it will, in the long yeah. run, it will it will last. So I think that's a, a good way to look at it. It's the hospitality spirit for sure. Um, I want to kind of uh, phase into uh, something that you guys have done. And I've been uh, working with uh, a team member of yours named Christian. And so we're talking about I meet hotel. Um, can you tell us what I meet hotel is and what you guys are doing with that whole brand of bedroom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question is actually we saw that we really have to as well this education I mentioned already earlier today. Uh, we want to create a community actually within the hotelier. So uh, actually, I think we started around one and a half, two years ago. So okay, we organizing events, completely not profitable events, it's where we can educate actually and help OTAs. So we did one in, in Istanbul. So we, first they were just on, on different cities within Istanbul, in Poland and uh, many other places. So okay, let's get hoteliers together. Uh, make it an informal. So in this case, we just had uh, around three hours presentations, but also what they can learn. So we're not sales presentations, sales pages of companies. Really like could be different. It could be about distribution, about social media, different different areas. And after we're just a networking event. And you mentioned before, hospitality is about hospitality, right? Just knowing people, mm-hmm. networking, have fun. So we always combine this. So we just, it was a huge success. Uh, so we combine as always nice drinks, creating relationship, new partnership. We saw that People came over, our partners who came over, they started new partnerships. And of course, in, since March, we had to move this online. Uh, so we did actually, we did every yeah. two weeks, we did a webinar, uh, worked it really well. So we had a lot of attendees from all over the world and we created the same format, different topics. It was about, I mentioned education, but sustainability, also uh, about loyalty, subscription business model. So we address different kinds of topics and we're getting a really good user base or members who are just following us during those uh, during the sessions. And now we also, we're going to start with the podcast. Will not be uh, uh, as great as you probably, or we just <laughs> now we're gonna but a different format, and we just have to yeah. see just also create this community, right? You just want to keep informing them because I think you have to learn. For, I think you can learn a lot from each other. You have to be here in it together. So when you can share knowledge, why not? Yeah, hundred percent. And I don't say I, I saw <laughs> I saw um, uh, Christian sent me a clip or uh, the YouTube for the show that you guys are doing. It's totally different in a good way. I love it. And I think yeah. it's uh, definitely something I can learn from. So good on you cool. guys. <laughs> uh, I, I'm really want to do it differently, right? There's no sense. Yeah. We just want to make it. We want to make it also. Hospitality is also fun. So the way we don't yeah. address important topics, but also just keep it a bit informal, address the important topics for sure. A bit fun as well, because of course, when people are listening and uh, you know, you're making jokes as well, but if people are listening, they want to be entertained as well. And I think it's super important that you're doing this during or offline events or online events or podcasts. Yeah, for sure. I It's been, I don't know, I always tell people in the sense of the podcast, like I don't think I would be where I'm at with like my business or doing anything else because if I didn't have the podcast, I don't think I would have had that network. Like, and it takes a lot of time. And I think um, one of the key things, and I talk about this on other episodes and stuff, but the moment you like show who you really are, like just get authentic and real. And like you said, joke around, but also be serious and fun and like educational and be really sensible about building that community. That's where you're going to see the structure. And like you guys have already seen with Bidroom, that's what you guys already do. So just applying that same method into a free, open, transparent outlet 
pretty much just creates uh, more traction and is a, another just great way for people to get educated and informed. So I think that's great. Um, and I was going to ask you, because speaking of education, with the I Meet Hotel um, brand and kind of like what you guys are doing, you said they were non-profitable events. So why do you see this, um, you know, being, I guess, not why, but do you see this being a long-term uh, initiative in order to really grow, like you said, is, you, is this a good platform to leverage the education and networking side of, of everything that you guys are doing with Bidroom? Uh, yes, for sure. I think this whole knowledge sharing education is really important. And yes, we do have some sponsors sometimes to, to compensate the cost a bit, especially for the offline events. Yeah. Um, but it's for us, the goal is never to make a profit event. We want to grow the brand because we see that I Meet Hotel is really uh, a very success. Hoteliers likes it. They want to get this knowledge. They want to share. And it's an experience as well, like travel experience. This is also an experience to be part of it. So I think what we're developing now, we just, we went from, offline events, which we were keeping. We went also to webinars, we go to podcasts, uh, and we might include more. We want to probably part of it will be education. So, okay, we're trying to find an education partner who can give more example courses or materials to them as well. So yeah. we just want to make this brand bigger and bigger for sure, because that's a lot of potential. And it's, uh, I think it's really important just to do it together, right? It's a business, yeah. we just need each other. We all in it. Uh, if it doesn't matter if it's a crisis or not, we all, it's, support is super important. And as I mentioned, um, our company is backed by former hoteliers or hoteliers. It's okay. We just also, we had the support from, uh, from our side. And I think it's important. They, what they actually invested in Bidum just to make the business more transparent and fair. And that's the same, what we also want to do with I Meet Hotel to make it a fair and nice platform. We're just like share, sharing knowledge. And uh, Bidum has this image of the image of the good guys. Uh, I think yeah. that's a nice image to have. Yes. Um, and I think this is also what we want to create with I Meet Hotel, but more like also in, in especially knowledge as well and, and community building between the hotels. No, agreed. And I was going to say, um, Christian was mentioning you guys actually having a live event coming up, correct? Yeah, well, we just last minute, we changed it into a virtual event. It was planned in Paris in okay. two weeks, but also the authorities and, and everything is okay. Decided not to uh, because we want to avoid any risk and safety, uh, safety yeah. risk. So there'll be a free day, uh, free days virtual event. So there'll be actually if you go to imeethotel.com, you can find all the information and you can can sign up from there. It's going to be a great event. So yes. please join. <laughs> yes, no, for sure. And any Slick Talk uh, listeners out there, um, I'm a partner with this event, so I will also link everything into the show notes. A nice little plug for you guys there. Um, cool. So, Michael, I just want to say thank you for being on the show, but also if you had any final thoughts, conclusions, uh, or any maybe shameless shout out uh, that you guys wanted to do uh, for anybody out there listening. Well, I think I mentioned this keep believing is so important. And now even in bad, bad days, I mentioned in, in when we started, everybody said, okay, they're really going to just fight against the current industry, how and I think this belief that everything's going to be fine and uh, is so important and uh, keep your enthusiasm, even though in the hard times now when a lot of people in hospitality are in or lost their jobs, keep believing because it will come back maybe differently. I think it will come back on a different day than before, for sure. Yeah. But I think we all have to believe in and believe in what you're doing and try to have fun as well and for sure make our life much easier. Yeah. Don't let the hospitality spirit die in a <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, I just want to say again, thank you for being on the show. Uh, thank you for doing what you guys are doing in the industry. I think it's super cool. Any of the podcast listeners know that I'm about education and community and just like overall growth and transparency and trust and all that other stuff. So I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing. I'm excited to partner up. 
and uh, and team up for I meet hotel events and all you know sorts of things covering bedroom. Uh, listeners, please check out the show notes. Uh, it will be in the description below. So find all the links, the websites, the social medias, and uh, you guys should definitely tune in and sign up to go to I meet hotel virtual. It'd be super sweet. So uh, thank you, Michael, and I appreciate it. And we will talk again soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.